So I was online and there was this statement that I saw someone writing up on Facebook where they were like, hello ladies, no man is faithful, marry rich men, it's better to cry in Dubai than in Holwanda. And I'm just thinking to myself, did this babe actually mean it or was this something that she was doing just to grab attention because... And yes, I know I got it from Facebook, but when you kind of think about it, if I was to agree to this, which is something that I wouldn't have too much of a problem with saying, I'd probably release the counter statement saying, hello fellas, no woman is worth being faithful to. You can just go for the finest one and make sure you leave your seed with every single one of them as the Lord told you to. Because when you think about it, women age like milk. And when you think about that a little further, who the hell ever wants to keep bad milk? Like you throw that shit out and then you go and get some good milk, right? At least that one has some, some very good examples that are thrown into it. Not just some single type statement that's supposedly supposed to make it look like going for a broke guy is a bad thing. Because when you kind of think about it, either way you'll be left crying and yes, you could do it in Dubai or Holwanda, but well, the tears are still kind of the same. So it won't really change shit if a rich person drops you because the money won't make anything that much better. But anyways, how would I know? I haven't exactly taken a woman to Dubai, splashed money on them or given them premium tears or either one of the two or all of the above. So I think my input at this point, besides the clapback, is honestly quite moot but at least i know that there's a podcast that we need to start which should have me giving one or two actual points on something so we should probably start that instead so in typical fashion welcome to break time on west side your number one break time podcast coming to you from nairobi kenya the man on the mic is a man who carries a couple of points and it doesn't involve you being rich he is a man who likes his women the same way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple. If you don't know the drill, then you can just listen in, but if you know the drill, feel free to repeat it with me, because it's a very simple drill. And it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at D, which is my own personal Twitter handle, and I will attend to it from there. Or if it's one of those screen grabs, one of those screenshots that you see posted up on Facebook or Instagram and it's doing rounds and you feel like we should discuss it, you can send it to the DMs of at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook and Twitter, and I will take it from there and attend to it accordingly. Now, I really, really, really want to get into the whole Harry and Meghan story and that whole interview and my thoughts on it. And to some degree, I have a slightly different opinion from what a lot of people have been saying about it. But I think this is one of those times where I kind of have to let that story go. Because for the most part, there's not that much that I really can contribute that isn't different from what's already been said. So I will instead talk about something that's a little bit more important that a lot fewer people had kind of heard of. So unfortunately, I kind of have to let that story die. But well, as is with most stories, I probably wouldn't mind doing it sometime later on in the future because well, I'm sure there's some things to discuss, but we should probably move it on. Now, I want to get into the tweets, but there is a very interesting video that I received courtesy of Nyangara of which, Matt, shout out to you, Nyangara, for sending this over. And 
it was something about men which I think we should probably listen to and I should probably explain to a lot of people. So I'm gonna let it play then afterwards I will break it down just the same way I've been doing on Battle of the Sexes and on many many episodes of Break Time on Westside. So here it is. We so cool with each other. Our kids play together. We hang out, we party, we gamble. Why don't men talk to each other about stuff like this? Why won't I, why won't I having a tough time? Do I not call y'all? Now, the caption on Twitter that came along with this video was there is no such thing as a safe space for men and the person that just so happened to retweet this had replied with y'all could have each other but y'all think everything is gay and therefore bad. And to be completely honest, I think that people have it a little bit wrong. And I'm not just talking about the idea that we think a lot of emotionally charged behaviors seem gay to us, especially if it's one man doing it to another man. It's the whole idea of also thinking that there is no such thing as a safe space for men. Because I think people just get it wrong how guys function. And I'd say that the people that say that there is no safe space at all for men to express themselves and deload and you know try and handle their emotions and their mental situations clearly hasn't encountered good male friendships because okay um let me even start from the top the whole idea of we think that certain emotional behaviors and certain things that guys will do with other guys might seem a little gay now here's how we function we like to know just the same way gay people would like to know if someone else is gay we also want to know if someone is gay because we're not exactly playing for that team and of course while there is a gaydar with gay people we have a gaydar for straight people and the way that works is if we notice someone is being a little too touchy-feely with their fellow man then we'll probably question it if we find that some guy is acting a certain way is probably being a little too cuddly with their fellow man then it'll probably hit our gate and we'll be like yo this guy might be playing against the home team and that kind of starts to create certain differences and in interests and stuff like that and i'm not saying this to mean that all straight guys will push away gay guys because we notice something gay or we'll push someone away because we think they're gay Honestly, I think that's a matter of the individual crew that you're a part of, but think of it like this. Whenever a girl is friends with a guy and you know there might be a friend zone thing going on and say this guy is only homies with her because he's wanted to smash since day one, the minute the babe finds out that this guy has just been wanting to sleep with her, yet she's seen this as a genuine friendship where she can be safe and she can be open and she can express herself, there's a certain sense of betrayal of manipulation that kind of comes in and she'll obviously feel like oh my goodness so all you've wanted me for is my vagina or just for the sex and you didn't really value me you didn't really you know appreciate what it is that i am as a person and see me for the human being that i am that's kind of the same thing with guys it's more of a protection measure for us because you think about it, guys are like hunters and it's more of a predator-prey situation between our gender and the opposite gender. So obviously, we have a certain you know, predator-prey kind of mentality where it's like, well, we're with a babe, so there's a thought that we might want to hit the babe. And if there's a gay guy there, he might be looking at us like prey. At what point did you ever see the gazelle chilling with a lion? Huh? At what point 
Did you see the leopard and the deer spending time together going out for drinks? Huh? At what point did you see the cat and the rat chilling together? Okay, maybe that's a bit of a hard thing to kind of justify because Tom and Jerry happened, but still, you kind of get the point. There's a certain predator-prey dynamic that usually tends to go on, so when you find that there's a guy that has a certain gay tendency that will have a certain quote-unquote gay behavior of sorts, we tend to pull back and in some cases push them away because we don't know if, if, if the predator, which is us, has suddenly become the prey to one of our own, and we need to protect ourselves from that. And well, we also don't like hearing about guys having sex with other guys and guys making out with other guys. Just saying. But that's kind of how it is that I'd explain that. And to kind of top off the other safe space situation, that is a safe space for guys. Like guys actually have safe spaces where they can talk. Like a lot of times when guys go and chill together, depending on the crew of guys that you're with, guys can actually open up. There's usually that one, maybe two, maybe three friends that you can usually open up to as a guy. And the only issue is there's a lot of guys that don't have genuine healthy friendships where they can go and open up and speak about matters that affect them in the heart, affect them in the mind, that are stressing them, you know, the issues that they're going through in life. And the issue with that is they end up setting a bad example because they will end up projecting whatever issues they have onto the general public and then it makes it look as though guys don't actually open up and and actually go out and you know try and talk things out yet we actually do not as many of us do of course but the whole mental health talk has been there for a couple of years so a lot of guys have kind of gotten into the groove of actually opening up about their issues the much older generations maybe but even they would open up and talk to each other it's just that how men open up to each other and open up about their issues and how women do it is actually quite different even when you look at counseling how women are counseled and how men are supposed to be counseled is actually quite different and the unfortunate part is people don't really know that and they'll continue saying oh there's no safe space for men no there is safe spaces for guys there are safe spaces where guys can open up about such shit the only problem is it's not as common and it's something that needs to be emphasized and grown a hell of a lot more that's what I can probably say about it. And I know I've probably eaten on so much time, but I figured I should just come on here and state for the fact that there are safe spaces for men and there can be safe spaces for men. It's just that we need way more of them. There are too few right now and we need way, way more. But anyways, that being said, we should probably move it on. But before we get onto the tweets though. Do you have controversial opinions? Do you like to engage in political commentary? Are you interested in current affairs? If so, this is Bungay's the podcast for you. You can catch myself, Sandrine, Jagame, and Nalo every week under Kenya Public Radio. So, on to the first tweet. When dealing with men, you have to be disappointed in advance. You'll find out why later. Hmm. I probably want to agree with this because there is quite a bit of sense in it. And I will admit that yes, you have to learn to be disappointed in advance because Alejandro isn't going to be Alejandro every single day of the week after you've nabbed him as a boyfriend or a husband. Because think about it like this. It's not like 
when the politician goes in campaigns and throws money around and makes sure he makes people's lives seem a hell of a lot better and he greets people on the street, it doesn't exactly mean that that's what he'll be doing every single day after he's gotten into the office. And sure enough, once the politician gets into the office, he's probably gonna not be as vocal and as social as he was during the campaign. Hell, he probably won't even give you any money. If it's in Kenya, he might end up chewing up a lot of the government money that's supposed to help the people, but that's a story for another day in another podcast that discusses such matters. And the thing is, it's all about the fact that you are doing your best to make sure you show the best sides of you so that people will want you. And that's the same exact thing that guys do from time to time. It's not that it's a bad thing, it's just what it is. And you kind of think about it, it's not like it's an entirely bad thing. Because when you kind of think about it, after that, you know, now you can see him in sweatpants and you can get to see that print that you've been looking forward to seeing. You can get to see him in his proper homebodiness. He can show you how untidy the house is so that you can show your caring skills as a woman and go and clean up the entire house. And if he's pretty good at lasting in bed, then you can finally find out that he lasts one minute. And that in itself kind of reminds you that the world is not just sunshine and rainbows. And if anything, it kind of does show you the stuff that guys go through because we kind of prepared ourselves for disappointment very very early on in our lives because at this day and age we know very well the shorty that we're hitting on the shorty that we're probably taking out on a date is probably looking good for the date or for the time that they're out of the house because once they start dating you it's not like they'll magically start being more hygienic and good in the house a lot of them probably can't perform that well in the bedroom either and you'll finally realize once the infatuation has worn off that most of what she does is just lie on the bed and expect you to do all the work or she hops on top and she complains that her kneecaps are overheating and also we kind of got used to the idea of makeup and weaves and wigs and how disappointing they can be because you're hitting it from the back you know you want to pull that air so that you can show how rough you are and then you end up pulling her wig off or you know you probably went to bed and you know you felt like you know you went to bed with flipper the dolphin but you're waking up with godzilla so you're kind of constantly being disappointed as a guy because a lot of what you had seen when you approached this babe when you really wanted this babe was mostly for show so i think the ladies should probably also start picking up cues from this start realizing that when people usually show the best sides of themselves there's a lot of sides that they usually have that they're not going to actively show you. So always be ready for those and always be ready for disappointments. But that being said, we should probably move it on. So on to the next tweet. Your girl's supposed to be your princess, your homie and your biggest flex. Hmm. I actually kind of disagree with this. I have a very big issue with this tweet. And I have a very big issue with the idea that your girlfriend is supposed to be your princess, your homie and your flex, even though she's not the biggest one, even as a flex, I think that's not exactly something good because you kind of think about it. You can make her your princess. You know, it's a lot better than being a queen because being a queen would actually mean that she'd have duties, she'd have administrative command over shit. And I don't think we want a lot of our ladies to get that much administrative command of a lot of things. Lest she gets pissed off and she suddenly rams your car into a wall. Just saying. And 
when you kind of think about it, yes, make her your princess and, you know, treat her like the royalty that she deserves to be treated as in your world. It's amazing and it's perfect and I absolutely root for it. And when it comes to her being your homie, I am totally down for it. I wouldn't want anything less because I think your girlfriend should also be your best friend. Now, the issue comes in when you're trying to combine the two because it's very hard to make your homie your princess. Like, trust me, at what point when you are chilling with the homies, whether guys, whether girls, do you give your friend like very, very superior treatment? Like you treat them and you try and you spoil them as much as possible. It's not very regular that you do that. And you can treat your girlfriend like your princess, but that means that, well, she can't exactly be a homie because it's like you're trying to give her the best of what she wants, not necessarily the best of what she needs or the best advice out there. Just saying. So in a sense, that's already hard enough. Now, trying to make her your biggest flex is probably a mistake in and of itself because if she dumps you, if she cheats on you, if she ends up leaving you, if you break up, then your flex will have left. And in a sense, you can't exactly flex with something that's going to leave you. Like, who's ever flexed with their dog and then their dog was actually a stray dog? You know, people flex with cars, with houses, things that aren't going to leave them, with bikes. And, you know, maybe with your kids as well, because they're not exactly going to leave you. And even though they do, they have your DNA in their system, so you're not exactly leaving them. So, in a sense, I find it very hard to have your girlfriend as a flex. As your princess, yes. As your homie, yes. As your princess and your homie, that's very hard and close to impossible. But at least there's some possibility there. But as those two and or your flex, nah. Nah, I do not see a place in which her being your flex is actually a good thing. But then again, this is the internet and people will always try to peddle such shit to you. So we should probably move it on to our final tweet of today. So on to the last tweet. How the fuck is everyone looking for the same shit in a relationship but we're all single? Hmm, this is a very interesting question. Actually, this is the kind of question that would probably tickle the mind of a podcaster that happens to deal in relationships like me. Because to some degree, it's almost like a paradox. It's almost quite ironic that there's single people that want relationships, but it's like they're not getting them. And then when they're suddenly trying to be happy, it's like that's when relationships are knocking on their door. But much as that's like another side of that argument, let me deal with the main side of it that was tweeted out because I think that there's more or less like two main reasons why such a thing isn't happening. And the first one is people want the pros, the benefits to come with a relationship, but don't want the cons or don't want to put the work into making it happen. And the second reason is people want to be in relationships, but they're not putting the work out so that they can get into the relationships. And let me break them down one by one. So on to the first one. You kind of look at how people really want to be in a relationship. You'll be on the internet and you'll see it on Twitter, on Instagram, hell, maybe even on Facebook if you still use it. Some babe somewhere or some women somewhere busy saying, God, when, God, whatever it is that you're doing for so and so, I want the same thing. Whatever it is that they pray for, I want the same thing. And you kind of look at it. Yes, the benefits of being in a relationship are great. There's someone that cares for you, that will probably protect you, that will ride or die for you, 
that wants to be with you and is actively trying to support you and wants you to grow like trust me all of that is amazing it's like being a baby again and when you kind of think about it it's an amazing thing to feel and it's an amazing thing to have but when people look at the idea of having the trust to be in a relationship and be faithful actually the even the idea of being faithful being loyal you know choosing to to lean on your partner being vulnerable as well as you know the other things like handling your bill making sure you're the last person to not when you're in the bedroom some of those things i don't think there's a lot of people that are ready to get into such there's not that many people that are willing to take the cons that come with that so that they can get that relationship and that's the unfortunate side for some of them and you'll find that quite a number of those people will say that they want to be in a relationship but will very well stick to being single or go for a friends with benefits and they'll probably friend zone one or two people here and there then you look at the second group of people those are the people that i kind of feel sorry for because they actually want to get into those relationships they want to actually get those babes and they want to get those guys and they really really wish that they could get into the relationship because they're ready for it they're really really willing to become a good partner and put in all the work and probably even use some of the things that i say on this podcast to actually improve the relationship but they have one big issue they have not put themselves out there they have not taken themselves on those situations those events that would allow them to meet more people they haven't been sliding into dms hell they haven't emailed somebody from work using their personal email trying to get a date from them not that i'm saying that you should but you know just sounded interesting enough for me to throw in there and the issue with such people isn't the fact that they don't want it it's the fact that they haven't put themselves out there to actually get it and I do tend to feel sorry for them as opposed to the first group of people because the first group of people it's a matter of mindset. These other ones it's a matter of of being openly social and some of them might just not get to do it. So they kind of have to stick in the forever alone category or wait to be found like a unicorn somewhere which well doesn't exactly apply to everyone. But anyways, I could be wrong. I could be generalizing this quite a bit. So I want to know your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at Bagaka the D. The B and the D are capital. On Facebook and Instagram, it is at Breaktime on website. So you can slide into those DMs as well. Make sure you leave your thoughts and comments there and I will attend to them accordingly. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening on CastBox, feel free to drop your comments there and I will attend to them as well. And I will catch you guys on the next break. Take care.